This is Tech Talk Detroit with Brian Spurgeon and Chuck Lobert. Tech Talk Detroit brings you the latest in tech news and Detroit happenings every week. Detroit, uh, Chuck here with Brian. Brian, how you doing? Doing great as always, and uh, we're getting a little bit of an Indian summer here, so I always got to give my little weather update. And uh, right, seventies this week, and looking forward to one last, uh, well, one last week outside. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're seventy-two on Saturday, so I'm any anything over sixty-five, and I'm I'm happy. Absolutely. So with you, anything good? Um, no, not a lot. Um, just, uh, this, just the normal. I started a new diet. Um, I don't think I, I've mentioned that yet, but, uh, doing an anti-inflammatory diet and it's, um, horrible and basically means that if something tastes good, you're not allowed to eat it. <laughs> so, well, yeah, this is like extra that diet. But yeah, it's it's uh, it kind of sucks. But it, I do I have been feeling better. I've been doing it now for about I think three weeks, and just this week I'm starting to feel feel a bit better. So that's good. And I've lost a ton of weight on it, so that's good. But yeah, it kind of sucks too. Yeah, but that's about it for me. That's all that's new. You know, other than that, it's just been working and you know uh, working on the new office a lot, which is exciting. We're getting close. So that's pretty cool. I think we're yeah, probably about a month away at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I feel no, like it's been a while else. since we've uh, sat here and, and done this. I was out of town for the yeah. better part of two weeks off the grid doing a hiking trip up in the UP. So I did over 60 miles of hiking and fishing and it was a much needed trip. But well, excited to get back and get things rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a great trip. I think it, uh, it would suddenly be a really good time. Yeah, I highly recommend it. If, if nobody's ever been up that way, I went to Porcupine Mountain State Park, and, you know, it doesn't even feel like you're in the state anymore. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just unbelievable when you go up there how, how different it feels um, than it does here. So. Yeah, I've never been up into the real porcupines, but Copper Harbor, you know, I used to go there quite a bit and yeah. love it up there. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, I always describe it as you look one way and you feel like you're in California. You look another way. You feel like you're like, I don't know, in, in Tennessee or something. It's just, it, it's, it's true. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But uh, yeah, anyways, what we thought we would talk about today uh, is you know when it comes to changing, you know, if you're working with a managed service provider today and um, you're wondering what what does it look like if I change? Why should I think of changing? You know all of that kind of stuff. That's something that I get a lot of questions on. You know as I meet with people and I'm talking to them about um, potentially making a change to come to work with us is you know one of the big things they want to know is well what is this going to mean how how am i going to be infe- affected is this an easy change is it going to is there going to have to be a lot of work put into it so thought we would take a little bit of time today and kind of answer some of those questions and um you know just give give some background i guess around you know what it should look like and and it's really should not be a, a real difficult process so um you know, I thought we could maybe start with, you know, the first part of that is really, if you're working with somebody today, should you be thinking of changing, you know, and frankly, if if you're working with somebody today, and you're happy, and you're getting the support you deserve, you know, the answer is probably no. Um, but when does that 
uh, change and when should you start to think about changing? So, you know, I think first thing would certainly be, you know, if you are unhappy, if you're getting poor service, mm-hmm. um, you know, then that's certainly a reason to, to start thinking about a change, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the glaring thing is obviously if, if the, the level of support you're paying for, if you ever feel like you're not receiving it, then, uh, you know, obviously it's always good to have a conversation with your provider to see if it's something that you guys can um, shore up. But ultimately, you know, it's, we're in a service industry. So when, when you're not getting what you pay for, that's, that's enough reason right there, I think, to start, start looking. Um, but I think beyond that, um, you know, I, IT is much more than just um, break fix. You know, this computer's broke. Uh, can you fix it? Um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies that can fix things. But ultimately, I think you have to really see, does your IT partner, are, are they are they allowing you to execute your business growth strategy? So if you have this, every, every company has goals that they want to reach. And ultimately, most of us now are using technology in order to get there. So is your is your IT partner helping enable that? Or are they really a barrier to that? And I think is that's kind of the question to me. And, um, you know, I think that's that's kind of where it should start. Yeah. So I think a lot of times that comes up with, you know, are they keeping up to date with the latest technology? Are they keeping up to date with, you know, what's out there in your industry, in your company? You know, if you use a particular piece of software, do they know that software? Do they, you know, have any kind of a relationship with the people that run that software, different things like that? And then, you know, beyond that, are they keeping your systems up and running so that when you need to work, you're able to work? You know, are they quick to respond when you have a problem? You know, there's lots of things that that can go into that. But, you know, a lot of that tends to be, you know, what, what we'll see sometimes is these companies that get stuck in, you know, kind of set in their ways, so to speak. And they feel like whatever the way that they've done it for the past five years, 10 years, whatever it is, is just the right way to do it. And they're not con- continuing to new the learn the new technologies and keep up to date with all of the new stuff that's out there in the market. Yeah, that's very true. Is You know, at the end of the day, it's IT is ever changing. So if the company isn't keeping up with the current trends, then, you know, there's a lot of concern there. And I think beyond the that as well is, are they meeting with you regularly to discuss your business? Do the, Are they involved in the sense of they know where you're going and they're, you know, implementing solutions that, that help you get there. So I think, you know, if, if if you haven't sat down and met with your IT company in, in, you know, quite some time and you don't ever hear from them, then, you know, I think that's that should be a pause for concern. Yeah. So you know, kind of phrase it another way. Are they being a partner for you or are they simply a vendor? So a partner is going to know your business to, you know, to a certain aspect. They're going to be able to present you with a roadmap. They're going to be able to talk to you about what's upcoming, help you with budgeting, you know, all of those things that uh, a CIO would do, you know, that's that those virtual CIO services that's built, that would be built into most managed service uh, agreements. So are they keeping up on that part of it? Because if they're not, then you know, they're not being proactive. They're not, they're not helping your business at that point, really. They're just providing the same service, day in and day out and maybe that's what you're paying for but maybe it's not you know that's where it's you know really looking at what you're paying for what's included in your agreement and are you happy with the amount that you're paying and really that's probably the other point where it might be time to look is you know are you at a point where the the cost that you're paying just doesn't simply fit into your budget anymore 
So that's, you know, it's always something else that you got to consider is, you know, sometimes your budgets change, things come up. But, you know, I think the big caveat there is, you know, if you're currently happy with your service, then, you know, hopefully you've got a good enough relationship with your, uh, the, the partner that you're working with that you can talk to them about it before you start going and looking because maybe there's something they can do, whether it be short term or long term, to help you so that it, you know, it does fit into the budget more. So I think the real crux is just simply, are you getting what you're paying for and are you happy? For sure. And I know, you know, I know you've had several discussions just with the way this year has gone. And obviously there's certain industries that have really struggled with this current uh, climate that we're working through this year. And, and I know you've done, you know, you've got above and beyond to make sure that we're, we're there to help them out that, you know, if the finance, if the financials are the only roadblock that you, you've done a good job of making sure that we can remove that and, and keep things moving forward. So I think that's key is to have a, a company that's willing to work with you, um, not against you. Um, and, and one thing, mm-hmm. too, that you had mentioned, of, you know, making sure you're getting what you're paid for. You know, you should never just assume that you are getting what you paid for. You should be getting evidence as such, you know, however that may be, whether it's, you know, uh, regular agreed upon meetings and you're covering data and, and looking at reports or just automated stuff being sent to you. You know, you should be seeing confirmation that your backups are happening every night and you should see confirmation that all the workstations are patched. Um, and, and you know, if, if you're not seeing this now, um, it's not to say that the company isn't doing what they're what you're paying them for, but you should asked, you know, to see that. I think that's information that any business owner should be receiving from their IT provider. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, you know, we have had that and that's, you know, frankly, that's just kind of been the history of vision is we've always tried very, very hard to be a partner for our clients and not simply a vendor. So, you know, we've had it, you know, years ago, I remember we had a client that they lost one of their biggest clients. And, you know, obviously that was a big hit to their bottom line. And, they approached us and, you know, thankfully we had that relationship where instead of just going out and finding a cheaper solution, they came to us and said, here's, here's our problem. We, you know, we basically said, well, how long do you expect to need this for? And they said, you know, it's probably going to take us six months to regain that revenue. So we, you know, basically cut their bill in half for, for six months. Like, and, you know, it's nice to be able to be in a position to do that, but, you know, to me, that's just part of being a partner and part of, you know, when we tell people that we are an extension of their business, that's a part of it is, you know, we've got to be able to to be there to try to help them out. So, you know, it's different when somebody comes to you and says that they're unhappy with service, you know, that's that's a different discussion. But when it's simply, you know, we love you guys, we're really happy with the service. However, such and such happened, whether it's COVID or, you know, something else. And now we just simply don't have the extra cash. So, well, okay, well then in th- those scenarios, generally we can, we're able to work something out and, and be able, be in a position to help them out. So it's just part of being a partner. But I think the next thing to, to talk about is, you know, if, if you are at a point where you're thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe I do need to look at a change, uh, you know, I'm getting bad service or whatever it is, you know, what do I need to think about now as I'm out there looking at other providers and, you know, how am I, how do I compare them? And, you know, cause there's, I think the, the latest uh, thing I heard was something like 120 managed service providers in the, the, the Detroit Metro area. So obviously you're going to get 120 different proposals if you reach out to all of them. So how do you know what you're looking at and, and how do you know, 
which one's the right one for you. And I think that's really a, a big topic to consider is, um, you know, just, you know, when, when you're looking at, you know, I know you've, you've helped companies before kind of compare between different um, providers. What are you looking for when, when you have those meetings and when you look at other proposals and you meet with these other companies and such, you know, what should these people be looking at to determine, is this a good company to, to think about switching to? Well, I think there's a couple things there. I think it starts with being honest with yourself and acknowledging the type of company that, that you are um, and understanding what priority you put on technology. Um, because I think that's the first step is is being honest with that. And, and, and if you are the type of company that, you know, you're looking at IT as solely a cost and expenditure um, and, you know, your, your goal is to just be able to call somebody when when a system breaks and get it fixed and beyond that it's you know have somebody on standby on retainer that's a completely different subset of IT companies that what that that are going to be available for that you know for us we don't fit that business model at all um you know we're very much more so aligned with companies that are very technology strategic so our best relationships are with those who do value technology who embrace it who want to do more with it. That's the best relationships we have for a company like us. So I think the first step is to just understand where you're at. And, you know, both scenarios are okay. Every business is different. Every business has different requirements. But, you know, there's 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 no point in pursuing, you know, these, these IT companies such as ourselves that, you know, specialize in the cloud and on all this security and 24 seven and, and really put an emphasis on uptime because it's just frankly going to be out of probably the budget of what you're looking to spend. So I think, you know, having that budget, having that expectation up front goes a long way. And I think being honest and upfront with these companies right off the bat, you'll, you know, you'll be able to get honest feedback of whether or not they think they can move forward with you. So I think that would be step one. Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, you got to treat it as an interview. So, are these companies prepared when they come in? When you have your first meeting, are they able to answer questions that you're asking them initially um, as it pertains to the business and the agreement? Um, you know, not necessarily tech technology, that comes later, the, the technical stuff. But initially, you know, do, do they understand their business? Um, how long have they been in business, I think is a key. Um, I think, you know, we see a lot of, of, of you know, competitors pop up that they've been doing it for a year or two and mm -hmm. chances are that's probably a one or two man shop and that's nothing against them but if you're a you know a company that has 100 200 people there's no way that one one or two man shop's going to be able to to give you the service probably that you need so i think you know length of um of the company being in, in business is key um, and then also i think um companies that want to really do a thorough process is is something that I think is important. I think there's a lot of companies that before they've even stepped foot in your building, took a look at your infrastructure, took the time to interview um, the business owner and key decision makers, they're able to put a proposal in front of you of a whole solution of, you know, a whole new server infrastructure and this whole cloud thing. And to me, um, that's not doing you any justice. I think every, I don't think all businesses are created equal. I think every business has unique uh, requirements, unique strategies in place. And I think that, you know, if you're that type of company, you should have an IT provider that's willing to custom tailor a solution 
that that it co-aligns with your business plan. So, you know, I, I would be very weary of companies that come in and tell you, this is the solution. We have a box. We are going to fit you in this box and we'll figure everything out after. So I, I think ultimately that boils down to, does the onboarding process also involve a thorough assessment of your infrastructure um, to identify any kind of recommendations or, um, you know, how to move forward. But I think, you know, the key is, is, Focus on the agreement first, and um, you know address any projects and such separate. So I mean, maybe you have some yeah. different feedback, but that's that's ultimately to me would be the best advice I could give. Yeah, and I think that's all great advice. It always cracks me up when I, I walk into somewhere to meet for the first time, and they they say, "Well, this other company is going to do this and this, and they're going to put in this these firewalls and." this cloud solution and and i'll say okay well so they've already come in and done an assessment well no but that's just what they do I'm like no yeah you know it's it always just it, it drives me crazy that's that anybody would just walk in and go okay here's the right solution for you before knowing anything about the business but you know totally. i think aside from that it's really kind of going through the agreement with a fine-tooth comb too making sure that you're comparing apples to apples i know i had one recently where they said that our proposal was you know it was like five percent higher than the the other the current company that they were with and when i looked at the current company's proposal they were only providing support remotely and from you know eight to five monday through friday we were doing it 24 7 remote and on site so you know obviously that is well worth the extra five percent so it's different things like that i think just making sure that you're actually reading through and and you know exactly what you're going to be getting making sure that it's what fits for the business. Maybe your business only needs support eight through five, Monday through Friday, and that's great for you. But if you need support off of the, you know, out of those hours, then you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna be paying hourly, so uh, you know, it's best to have it covered. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, if you are unhappy, what kind of out do you have? You know, is there, are you being, are you, are they asking you to sign on a, to a contract before you really know who they are and, and what kind of service they provide and if that's the case is there an out if you get into it and you're unhappy you know, i think that's a big thing to consider too because you know regardless of the amount of research you do and everything you're still you know at some point kind of making a, a leap of faith so to speak and saying okay i'm going to trust that this is the right move but if you end up being wrong about that are you stuck for the next one year two year three years because you're in a contract or do you have the option to to leave um you know and i think doing a lot of research is always key talking to current clients looking at their reviews checking out their website all of that kind of stuff too i think is is certainly important and you know i think it's important too is you got to look at who is the it company partnering with right um you know if you're a big microsoft shop microsoft servers office 365 you know windows windows desktops um your it provider provider should absolutely be a microsoft partner um, you know, if if they weren't advertising that they are a Microsoft partner, I would be concerned because ultimately that that's going to mean potentially that you're going to have longer support times. You know, um, at the end of the day, it's impossible to know everything, right? As much as as much as I would love to sit here and tell you I can handle anything in the Microsoft world, and at times I might think I can. <laughs> there is times where, um, believe it or not, I might need to put in a ticket with Microsoft, and that's. The, the response wait, wait. solely I, based on our partner level. I thought that Microsoft put tickets in with you. Well, they do, but there is an occasion where, <laughs> you know, maybe there's a new update that I didn't get to read the release notes on, and I might be a little confused, but 
<laughs> you get the gist. It's uh, I think it's important to look at the relationships the IT company has made because that says a lot about who they are. Absolutely. So, you know, I think the last thing to really talk about is, you know, you've decided you need to make a change. You found the right partner. Now you're going to make the change. You know, how should that switch happen? That's always the, the other big question I get is, OK, yes, we're going to move forward. But now what? And so, you know, I think it always starts with um, kind of putting the two companies together. Right. Usually we'll ask ask them to do some yep. kind of like a an introduction over email, letting you know the old company know, hey, we've decided to make a change. We're going to start working with this company introduce. And then from there, you know, generally everybody, almost everybody in this area, at least, that is in managed services, we all pretty much know each other and are friendly and are able to work together. And even in those types of situations where we lose a client to them or they lose a client to us, we're all able to, to kind of coexist and work together to make sure that it's a smooth transition. And really, that should be your expectation is if you're going to make a change, you should expect that your previous company is going to be very easy to work with. They're going to be willing to let that change happen without a whole lot of problems. They're going to work with the new company to kind of coordinate everything and make sure that it's a smooth transition, that there's you know very limited, if any, downtime or interruption or uh, lack of you know gap in coverage or anything like that. And you know, as long as you've got you've maintained a decent relationship and you've you've continued to pay that old company that should be your expectation, right? Yeah, totally. And I think that's the key is, you know, it's the transition. It's it's definitely something I think that most companies probably do not look forward to, but that should not be the reason that keeps that, that you decide to stay with a provider that just isn't working out. Um, ultimately, even if, a, even if the current company doesn't play nice, you still can offboard from them and transition to a new company, right? Um, and we've had to do that, unfortunately, but it can be done. So don't think just because your current provider isn't good and they won't play nice that that's that's the reason that you right. need to stay. Um, but yeah, I think that's you know it's the key is a, a good company is going to have a good process. You know, we have very detailed process for onboarding. It's one of the um, it's one of the processes I I take a lot of pride in because we've beat it up over the years, and um, mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of touch points in there. Um, from the handoff from sales to the project team to an internal meeting before we even contact the client. Uh, we're scheduling, we're giving a, a timeline up front of what they should expect in terms of to get through the whole process. Um, there's collecting the documentation. There's training of our internal service desk so that they feel prepared, um, you know, the time the first call comes in to, to answer the support ticket. Um, it's training uh, your company's end users, right? How should they, what's the best way to put in a support? Should they email a ticket versus when should they call? And if it's after hours, what do you, what's your, you know, how do we get support? Um, I think those are all things that are, are a good company has figured out and, and we've done it multiple times. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for the onboarding process in your decision-making process, right? Any good company has this and they should be able to tell you, you know, without having to say, let me get back to you or let me think about that. You know, if a company asks me that and I get asked that frequently, I, I can bore you for 45 minutes <laughs> of every step of the way of what I'm going to do and what's going to happen internally um, because I know it inside out. So I think that's key is, is again, just, you know, um, having a thorough process because 
when you do when you do these onboardings and they go well, they should be that you should be able to repeat that every single time, and that's what we shoot for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so the stuff that's going to be happening, you know, through that transition period is, you know, potentially a sw- a transfer of any documentation that the old company has. You know, certainly passwords um, that have to be switched over and then changed and everything. Um, you know, and then obviously the removal of the old company software, their antivirus, all of that, and then the installation of the new company stuff. So that's really where the coordination between the two companies comes in uh, to play. So you got to make sure that the the passwords get transferred over if there's any documentation, but then making sure that there's not a a long at least gap in coverage between when the old company removes their stuff and the new company puts their stuff on because that could could leave you open then to potential um, you know security threats. So you certainly want to make sure that the two are working together. And then really that you should expect this whole process to take anywhere from probably two weeks to a month. Um, you know, most companies are going to ask, ask for 30 days to offboard because, you know, they got to make sure that the licensing all gets transferred over properly and that they coordinate the removal and installation of software, all of that kind of stuff. So you should expect that to take, you know, two weeks to a month, somewhere in there. But, um, you know, really it should be a very smooth process. Uh, it should not really cause any downtime outside of maybe a reboot here and there just to remove a, a piece of software. But aside from that, there shouldn't be any downtime. There really shouldn't be any gap of coverage and the two companies should very easily be able to work together. And it, it really should, you should be able to basically make that change and hardly feel like you made a change except for the fact that now you're working with a different company. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And again, like you said, you know, the vast majority of the companies here in this area, um, you know, we, we do did things are kept professional and and most of these these go smooth and ultimately you know you never know when uh you know um the the scenario is going to be the other way unfortunately so mm-hmm. you always want to make sure you're you're putting your best foot forward not not giving yourselves a bad reputation um uh, because you know word of mouth spreads so we, we rely Absolutely. heavily in this industry on referrals and and recommendations of existing clients and you know in you know, sometimes we we get referrals from past clients. It's just, it's it's one of those things where no matter what, all the way to the end, you, you, most most of the IT companies are going to keep it professional and make sure that you know the transition is smooth for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had past companies that have come back to us, and we yep. like you say, we have had past companies that have given us given us referrals as well. So, and that that's not the reason that we make it a very smooth transition. We do that because it's just the right way to do business, but. It certainly doesn't hurt. You know, it, it, it's nice to be able to keep that relationship going. And, you know, even after you lose somebody, you know, there's times that we'll talk to them here and there after that. And, you know, if, if you burned bridges on the way out, you know, you never can expect to have any kind of relationship with them moving forward. So that's just, it's just a bad Regardless way to do business. Industry, it's never a yeah, good absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, it's never a good, it's never a good idea. So, but yeah, yeah, I think onboarding is something that I think, I feel like a lot of companies are hesitant they know they they would be better with another provider, but I feel like there's a bit of a hesitation because of the assumption of how difficult it may be. And the reality is, is if you you know you partner with a good company, they will drive that process for you and make sure that you know uptime is is kept and there's minimal impact to to you, your company and your users. So um, the key is do your homework. You know, uh, make sure you um, you know interview the new companies thoroughly understand their processes, um, understand the company. Do they have an actual office? Are they operating out of their basement? 
Um, how long have they been in business? And you know, and when it when it comes to questions about agreement and support and what's included, there should be no hesitation when you get your answer. If there's any kind of hesitation, then you know you got to kind of you got to you got to understand what that likely means is that you're getting a new relationship where things will be figured out as you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's really what we wanted to talk about today is just kind of, you know, answer some of the questions that we get as we're out talking with people, as we're onboarding new clients, as we're talking to prospects and such. And so hopefully that'll help, um, you know, you, if you're in that position where you're thinking, you know, is it time to start looking and, you know, kind of help you figure out maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And if it is, then, you know, what you should expect. So appreciate you tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Interact with Tech Talk Detroit at techtalkdetroit.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.